Welcome to Rock That Relationship, a podcast about all things relationship with Corey and Tracy. Now let's get real and start creating relationships that rock. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Rock That Relationship. Tracy and I are here today to share with you a little bit about love. Well, that's kind of what we do all the time, but today it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to actually explore a little bit about our first loves, our current loves, all the love along the way, and our experiences falling in love. We realize that we've spent a lot of time interviewing a lot of people and have heard their stories, but we haven't gotten a lot of backstory from Tracy and I, and and so we're going to share that with you uh, today. So, uh, Tracy, how do you feel about us talking about our backstories? <laughs> Great, because I love to talk about myself. That's why we have a podcast. <laughs> that is true, right? Even if we're the only yeah. two people who listen to it and our four super fans. No, we um, have, yeah, we do have super fans. We do have a yeah. lot of super fans. Yeah. We're really appreciative right. of that. Yes. Yeah, but I think sometimes it helps to hear, you know, hear other people's stories. And we were really lucky along the way to to interview lots of folks about, you know, their experiences. And, and we've done this in various seasons. We've talked about breakups and we've talked about healing and this season talking about falling in love. I mean, that's such a, it's such a great inspiring topic. So let's dig back a little bit. Let's go way, way back because you and I are both old enough to go way, way back and think about really <laughs> what our, are we? <laughs> well, I was thinking about my first love. I mean, my first crush was like, mm, it was like, almost like almost 40 years ago. So yeah, for me, it's going to be going way back. So let's start. I'm going to start with you, Tracy. Tell me about your first love. Who was it? Or you don't have to use a name, but like, what was the experience? Um, how did you meet? How did you know? This it is the story of lesbians in the eighties. It's not pretty. Oh my gosh. Then we could make late... a spinoff. Let's make a spin, like a pre Elwood no, spinoff no, of just awful. you and me talking about love, lesbian love in the eighties. That's going to be the name of our new show. We have to get some ugly sweaters. Um, <laughs> okay. Mine is a little complicated because it involved a woman who was also in a relationship with her boyfriend at the time. Um, wait, so when they, you say also, do you mean you were also in a relationship? You were in a relationship no, with a guy or she was just no, like, no. Oh no. She was in a relationship with a guy and wanted to be in a relationship with me. And then they both wanted to be in a relationship with me. And I okay. was not into that in any combination except for just being with her, but that didn't occur. So I was in college. It was the late eighties, early nineties. It was actually, it was 92, 91 or 92. And she and I worked together. We did this recycling thing. We also were like vegans and doing all this animal rights stuff together. And um I guess we found love or whatever it happened. And I had a summer art class and he was in the class next door to mine. So we would get there early and sit there. And he, what would he, he started out like the first month, like saying, oh, you should like, you know, get on with me or with both of us or something. And I was like, no, no, that's not happening. And then he was like, oh, you should just be with her. And I was like, what is going on? No, I'm not into any of this. And then she and I went to one of the gay dances. They had like gay dances called the lesbian and gay student union. It was like the L I forgot what it even was, but that's pretty progressive um, for the time though. I know, but the, yeah. our dances were in the bo- in the basement of a pizza parlor. And <laughs> okay. I was so weirded out because I was so not like out. I- I'd known I was gay since I was 14, right? But in those days, you kind of had to keep that even on the down a little bit to yourself. 
And so I went to the pizza parlor dance with her and I was like, oh my God, go to the bathroom with me so I don't get molested by one of these lesbians, you know? And I was just like freaked out by seeing guys dancing together. Like it's, you know, it's so interesting to like look at life now versus then, right? People would not even blink an eye. I mean, around here anyway. And like, I was like, whoa, what are these people doing? Like, what is happening here? And then it's funny because I asked her to be my like gatekeeper, my guardian in the bathroom. And then I ended up with her later, but um, this is really a terrible story. So I just had a dream like that night about kissing her. And then we did make, we kissed out to have a party once. And then we like decided to get together. And so she made a mixtape for the event and we did. Oh my gosh. We had sex at my apartment. And wait, turned- wait, no, go, I'm more interested in the mixtape than I am anything else. Well, no. Do you remember any of the songs on your mixtape? Was it like a love mixtape? No, like, she you're made the one. No, or- yeah, it was like, no, I don't remember. It was for the event of the, the, the thing. So she, it turned out that he was outside the entire time, which I found out later. And then he was jealous. And then it just got very weird. And then I was like, just tortured that I had done this and I took the mixtape and I remember I took, you know, the, the tape of it out. And so I strung it all over my room. So my room was just this mixtape hanging there, all the tape hanging. And we were still friends. We still worked together and she still hit on me. And I was like, I don't want any part of this. This is craziness. Right. And I don't want this. And so unfortunately that led me down the path of hitting on someone and asking them a woman out to make that woman jealous. And then I ended up in a four-year relationship with that the uh the next one. Oh my gosh and it, okay. wa- and it wasn't a good relationship oh my gosh okay so there's a lot to unpack here besides again i really do want to honor the mixtape situation <laughs> so okay do you feel like that you had more of like a crush on this woman or did you feel like it was you were actually developing emotional connection like you were falling in love with her i'd say falling in love with her you know yeah. i saw what, her years later and i really cared about her a lot like but okay. she, she told me later she couldn't come out of the closet because her mom was a lesbian. I'm like, what? Oh. And she's one of those that keeps like hitting on you. Like she just can't stop herself, but she's yeah. like, no, I don't want to do this. So I got, I have to stay with, you know, the guy. And, and she did. Did she stay with him? She stayed with them. They weren't together when I saw her years later, <laughs> but yeah. Interesting. Okay. So you had these feelings of love. How did, how did you know? Because I'm assuming if it's your first love, you hadn't had these feelings before. Like, how did you know that you had this? And what was it like, like, you know, all of a sudden feeling something for someone that you might not have ever felt before? Well, I had a boyfriend in high school who I did love. He was very kind, um, but also troubled as well. He may have used some drugs and he drove us around like a maniac, but um, he was a hot <laughs> tennis instructor, and older than me. He was like 21 and I was like 17. So it was very, it was very like crazy and exciting. I've lived a little, I like to live on the edge. Um, so I did love him. He was actually a very, very sweet person. Um, and, um, I knew what that felt like. So I knew immediately that I was like falling in love with her. And that was the day when the people made friendship bracelets, you know? And so for (laughs) she, she made me one of those friendship bracelets, but it was a love one. And I remember, getting the piece of paper she wrote on like the significance is a little, I can't, I remember exactly. And I wish that I had saved it, but it was like, she folded a piece of paper in half that was only like a couple inches wide. And she wrote the significance, the significance of the colors of each thing in the, in the bracelet. 
and one was love, you know? So we, lo- we loved each other, but it you know, people were tormented back in those days, right? Yeah, it, well, it people was are still tormented today, but even then, back then was even worse. I mean, it was, yeah. even in the most accepting places, it was still really, really difficult. Well, I don't even know if there were accepting places. I mean, I moved, that mm-hmm. was in the Midwest and then I moved right to Seattle. It was much better. It was, it was very different, but, um, I mean, kind of all, a lot of my stories aren't, <laughs> they're not going to be in the notebook, you know, notebook <laughs> number 2.0. It's going to be like, the it's more like the ring or you know, the lake. <laughs> the <ring>. <laughs> <laughs> you're down in the well it's more like my love life is like blair witch project so oh my gosh yeah. uh, i assume uh, yours is more mellow than mine no mine is more like beaches it's just uh-huh. heartbreaking it's too it's if, if they made a movie you couldn't even get halfway through it without just bawling your eyes out and having to turn it off that was my that's been my my falling in love story over and over right it's like groundhog right. day right so no my first love was um well my first crush was in middle school and oh on I a lady uh-huh. Yeah. uh-huh oh my goodness and it was funny because i she was on the basketball team with me and I didn't know that what I was feeling was a crush. I thought it was admiration, right? That I just wanted to be as good of a basketball player as she was, which that wasn't it. Apparently now I've looked years later, but I wrote all these poems about her as a basketball player and like, oh my gosh. And she'd swish it through the air. <laughs> and I, I had all these poems. And so uh, I love these poems and they went into my collection with my other poems from seventh and eighth grade, which were all about rain um, I had a whole series that I wrote on rain, one called white cloud, one called pitter patter. Anyways, I had these stored in like a box and it pitter was patter like, goes your heart. Oh, that I know it goes your loved one. I know yeah. this poem because pitter patter, pitter patter on my head. Oh, splitter splatter. Boom. Nice. Mic drop. So anyways, my mom finds these poems when I'm like in my late thirties or something or mid thirties. And she is like very endearingly types them up. And gets them bound for me. Yet she doesn't know that the poems about the Mm. basketball player are like Mm. my lesbian love crush, right? Right. And, um, and so she just thinks that they're like these basketball poems. So I was talking about it with, with, (laughs) with my daughter last night. She's, I want to see your poems. And so I'm going to, I have them still. So I have to go find them. But aside from my crush, and then I had a crush in high school on someone else I played sports with. And again, didn't know what it was because I was too busy, um, dating boys, right? Really Mm -hmm. trying to figure out like, why do I have to keep holding their hand? Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm just not a hand holder. Um, But when I got to college, I actually, um, I met somebody, I was working in a summer camp and we met and she was a counselor as well. And our best friendship moved very fast. Um, I had, it was overwhelming. The emotional feelings that we had for each other was overwhelming. And we, and without naming it other than anything but a best friendship, it was kind of hard to keep in check. So it was like, I had all this pent up emotional energy that, that like usually now I've learned in a relationship or an intimate relationship, you, you can um, exhibit or engage physically to express that and not thinking that that was okay or not even considering that. I was just building and building and building and building. And she would write me these note, these little notes. Cause I did, I was the counselor for the backpacking program. And so every week we had a new group of, of kids that would come and every week I'd take them out for two days and one night. And so one night I'd be gone away from her and she would write these little notes and tuck them in my backpack. And and that Hmm. one night a week, every week I would sit up with my flashlight and, and my sleeping bag. And I'd open up my note. I didn't want any of the little girls to see. And it was just like, I miss you so much. I wish you were here. And and it it just, I was very sweet. I fell in love. But did she mean it in a lesbian way? 
Well, I don't Did think either it of in us. A romantic way. I don't think either of us even knew that the what we mm. were feeling was romantic. I think mm. we just thought it was like just sisters that just found each other kind of thing, or best friends that have you know long lost best friends. But really, what was happening is we were falling in love with each other, and and by the end of the summer camp, um, we ended up we ended up physically getting together just in a very kind of haphazard moment. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so of course, you know me, I over, I've been overanalyzing since I came out of the womb. And so I'm like, what does this mean? I don't know what this means. Am I gay? Am I not gay? And she was like, just chill and just go with it. Um, and we did. And, um, it was really hard because this was also the, it was like 93, maybe 94. Um, so it was early on and, and, um, it was very, very hard to, be want to be with her in a, in a time in which it was like, not okay. I I was mm. at the time I was in a sorority, um, at a very big school with a very, very large fraternity and sorority system. And so it, it was, um, there was a lot of culture but, within that. But your sorority wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, when you say sorority, what I think of is like, like little black dress and, you know, going out to the, you said it was more like service and sports oriented, right? Because well, I, mean, I feel we, like we, when you say sorority, I feel like cheerleading in the front yard, you know, we did cheerlead in the front yard. Um, oh, okay. it was, it was a regular, it was a regular mainstream sorority. Mm-hmm. We just, the people who joined it tended to be very like service oriented and sports oriented. And those were just mm-hmm. the people that I hung out with, but I ended up that right after, or like right around the time that I got in this relationship and I was falling in love, I ended up as the president of Panhellenic Society. And Panhellenic was the governing board of all of the sororities. And so I was president, which meant that out of the 3,000 or 3,500 sorority members, everyone knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And I was constantly like supposed to be at these events with a date on my arm. And I can tell you that the worst feeling in the world is loving someone and not and having to hide mm-hmm. it. Um mm-hmm. Uh, in some ways, I almost would have rather not loved at all. And, and I say that, and I know that it seems like hmm. people will say that's shocking, but yeah. I would have to go to these events and I have to have some guy on my arm, usually a really nice, sweet guy, but I wasn't interested in, and they never like tried to kiss me or do anything, but right. I was with another date and she would be waiting for me when hmm. I got back with kind of like with tears in her eyes. And I had tears in my eyes the whole night and we just couldn't wait to get back to each other. It was like coming home. And but I, we had to hide this and we hid this for a long time. We had this for like a year and a half and it was so hard. And do you think, it, ate do you, think you took, took a toll on the relationship? Do you think that affected the relationship? Like, would it have been different? Like, you know, I, I, between I almost, the two of you, the dynamic, like if you could have been out, if we could have been out, um, in some ways, I don't. I don't know if that would have made the love stronger hmm. or not. Like there's almost something about having this kind of secret that made us feel like our love was pent up for each other and we could only show it at certain times that made it feel more intense for me. But I would, I, but overall the negatives of that were outweighed it, right? This idea that you had to kind of have a guy in your arm. I was constantly asked like, why don't I have a boyfriend? And, hmm. um, and and it was it was just really really hard. We went to different universities for a while, and then she transferred, and we ended up, you know, at at my university. But it was just it was intense, and um, I loved her so much. Um, she ended up uh, wanting to be with a guy, and mm. she met somebody who wanted to date her, and she wanted to date him. And I remember her is she with that. men now? 
Yeah, she's married. Or well, she was married. Oh, she's she's uh-huh. now she's living with someone. She's kids and oh. yeah, she's she's I don't to I don't think Wait, she's so what did she say to you to explain that? Because you said so, earlier she was saying just go with it. Yeah, and then and then she was like she we both just were tormented by the being in the closet thing so much that she just was like, I want to, I want to give this a try. I want to go and, and, but you're still my best friend. I remember that, but you're still my best friend. And I said, I don't know if I can be, cause I don't know if I can watch you love someone else when I want you to love me. And it was really, really hard. It was, hmm. I mean, and we, we went, ended up going our ways. I graduated and we didn't, um, we haven't, we haven't seen each other in like 30 years. We've talked and we've texted and stuff and hmm. we reconnected more recently. But, um, I remember, that feeling of love. I've never had anything even come close to that with any relationship since then, partially because I think she was my first love, but also, um, the intensity of being in the closet just, it just made elevated everything to this place that, you know, and from that point on, all my other relationships have been out of the closet and they, they sort of unfolded like, like what you would imagine a typical relationship, but this was so intense and I have never felt anything like this before, like a longing for a craving for someone missing someone when they're in the other room. I mean, it's probably all the factors of like codependency as any one of our experts. Well, I was going to say, but this sounds a little bit like, like, like kind of, kind of well, like, I don't know that I would want this type of a relationship right. now. That now you couldn't even no. get anything done. You couldn't no. even live. If you no. miss somebody who's in the next room, you're not going to be able to function. I know, but you know, there was something about like, it did feel like the notebook. Like, I is it because it was my story? Of, right. But the notebook, like, yes. It, how realistic is that? Number one. I mean, there are some people who meet and they're together, you know, from the time they're young, but I feel like that happens, you know, that kind of stuff happens for most people, like in high school, I think like right. straight people, because they can be openly dating people in high school. And I, that's what I notice is that being gay kind of a lot of things mile markers or whatever you would call like we're delayed because you're you know what I mean I didn't yeah. want to date. I mean I dated that guy in high school but I didn't date other high school students I wanted nothing to do with them um and so to like actually really be into someone you know what I mean mm-hmm. to like be fully present with someone it I think that happened later probably doesn't happen later now at these times because people are pretty open about where, what they can who they can date but it's like you're having that kind of high school love in college. Right, right. You know? It but was, you're it was you're in college, later, so you yeah. think you're you're more mature. So you're like, oh well this is what love is. But maybe it's more that first like I don't know. I don't know if every first love is super intense or not, you know? I, I have no idea. All I know is that um <clears throat> it messed me up for a really long time. And subsequent relationships after that, I had been told you need to work out your your stuff with the processing through your first love, because it's holding us back from having an intimate Hmm. connection because you're constantly comparing that like intensity that you had with our relationship that will never be that intense. And it's not, it's not healthy Hmm. and it's not good. And it took me several relationships to get to that point where I've been able to process through it. And um, actually it was interesting. It was right that my most recent breakup that I, that I had, I processed through all my past relationships, including this one, and was able to really kind of come to terms with the fact that this was a unique situation. We were in the closet. It was our first love. Well, my first love at least. And it, the, the I'm not going to be able to, nor would I want to replicate that in the future. Yet I was holding on to that as like the, the standard bearer of what falling in love was supposed to feel like. And every time I was with somebody else, it was like, 
I didn't feel like what I felt like with her. And therefore right. there must be something wrong when really it's just, there was probably a lot of intense. I, I, I don't think that I could have lived with that intensity in every, every other relationship. It was exhausting. It was emotionally exhausting. Um, but I needed it. I needed it at the time. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, do you have any experiences? I mean, that's my, my ma- one major experience of like falling so hard um, and having oh, my yeah. heart ripped out and, you know, and having to deal with that literally like for 25, 30 years. Do you have any of the people you've ever been with where you fell so hard for them that it was just, it was so just emotionally yeah, it's like difficult. Heart to it's like your heart's being like squeeze, you know, like yeah. twisted, like, like twisted you and squeeze. It. You can feel your heart like aching. I think yeah. that's the thing, the aching and the longing and the being so sad and, you know, I think it's good to experience all that. I think it's important. I feel like I've really lived, right? But then I want something that's different than that. I want the excitement, but I don't want the heartache anymore. Well, no, and, yeah, I don't think anybody wants that heartache. Yeah, but right? I, but well, but yeah. well, we do repeat patterns, right? So I have repeated, yeah. I've had many heartbreaks, but I feel like I've come to this point, I've told you this, where I'm happy, right? So I just want to be happy. And I think back like in the day, I mean, part of it wasn't our fault because we really couldn't be out. Um, And that was a little bit torturous. But I don't know, being so immature, be, dating, you know what I mean? It's very interesting. Like I never thought people should go to law school as young as they do because they don't have any life experience. But um And they're dealing with big issues. And I feel like that's how love is, you know, like looking at, I play pickleball with young people now, like in their teens and, um, it's, they're pretty mature for as far as like being able to play with adults and have conversations with adults and stuff. And I don't even know if I would have been that capable back then, but to handle the things like love and, you know, military service, people go into the military at 18. I mean, are people mature enough to handle that? You know, know. it does it it turns you into an adult real quick. And I think love turns you into an adult real quick. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm not even sure that I could have like sustained or handled or dealt with the intensity of the love that I experienced as a college student if I were to do that in my forties or my fifties. You know, like I would have been like, peace out, this is too much. But at the time, like I feel like I needed it because I realized and I validated for me that I can feel love um, because I hadn't felt it before and I can't right. feel it. And I mean, do you have any, like if you were to pick all the people you've ever been with, is there one in particular where you fell so hard for, like the one that you fell the hardest for? Mm, no, I mean, I felt I'm, I'm one of those people. I just really like when I get into a relationship, I'm really into it. So I feel like Yes, I've been tortured by breakups, like where I thought, oh my God, I'm going to die. I can't live without this person. Right. And I don't know why that is. I mean, I do kind of now because I've done so much therapy is I do believe that's like, we talked to coach Dorothy about that. Remember your life should be a Sunday and that person should just be a cherry on top, but we're sold from the beginning that this should be a relationship that's, um, everything for you. It should be your end all be all. So yes, I had those feelings that, oh my God, I'm going to die without this is my end all be all. But now as a mature adult, I'm like, well, I want this to be a great relationship, but I'm not going to let it like destroy me. You know, if things don't work out, I'm more realistic. 
but I'm still very emotional and very effusive and all that. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, if you flip it around changes, though, as flip, you age, flip it around though, think about not the breaking up. Think about the getting together. Was there any time that you felt just so overwhelmed by the love that you felt for someone at the beginning, before the breakup and the heartache, because you probably develop feelings over the course of that time and every breakup is going to be really hard. But that beginning where you're like, this is it. This is the one I have been waiting for. I am so madly and crazy in love with them. Yes. Yes, I have. There is yes. one? No, there's multiple. Okay. There's multiple. Yes. Was it every single person that you I ever can't been really answer that question. No, but yes, maybe. I don't know. I just really get into it. I'm really like, okay, okay. I told you, you've seen me. I am like, you know, when I see what I want, I'm not saying it's always going to work out. And I guess, I guess I keep looking for the one, even though we had this discussion earlier with, you know, Carol, that, um, maybe there isn't the one, right? Like, well, I mean, and now we know we're better informed, but there's been a lot of times where it's like, you meet somebody and you're like, this person's the one, like I met somebody that wasn't this first love. I met somebody a couple of relationships later and I knew that this person was my person. I knew that this person, but, but what does that even mean? Right? Because in the like, end, right. We think this person end, is our was person, my, but, but she, maybe we don't even really know what the person is. Like she felt like that though. That's the thing. She felt like she felt like she was my person. Like she was everything that I had been looking for. Nothing else. No more. We had a really long relationship, many, many, many years. And I just fell crazy in love with her at the beginning. I mean, it ended up, you know, kind of petering out obviously, and we're not together any longer, but at the beginning, like I had had two relationships between first love and this person that I didn't feel that I was like, Oh yeah, I'm emotionally attracted. I'm physically attracted. I like this person. I fell in love with both of those people. It didn't feel the same. This other person, it was like, it was like, this is it. And, and while that is a, we know that, that the one, the idea of the one is, is, you know, probably a fallacy. The idea is at the time I felt like this is the one and I was crazy and madly in love with her. Well, we talked about limerence, right? That first beginning stage, I've been accused of being into that stage right? Like limerence. I like Uh it. I want that high that it is like a high. Yeah, it is. But I've had it a lot. Um, And what I'm looking for is that feeling plus compatibility, you know, that feeling plus compatibility now. Right, right. And I guess there's maybe a difference for me in looking for it and finding it, right? Like now I, you know, like I'm manifest and here's all the things I'm looking for. And these are the feelings I want to feel when I find that person. But like, like when I've had these feelings, like with that, the person I was talking about, I wasn't like looking, I was, it just hit me. It was like a, just a, a piano fell out of the sky and landed on me. And it was like, wow. And it was not very intentional. Nothing about the relationship was intentional. Neither of us were out looking to date people. We just came across each other in a very happenstance kind of way. And so for me, it was like, that felt that felt more organic to me than some of the things I've done to be like, okay, here are the things I want in love. I'm going to go find somebody. I'm going to find out if we're compatible. And, and, and frankly, at 50 years old, that's more important to me now 
um, probably than it was in my twenties when I met this person. But at the same time, it was like, I remember that feeling, right. Where like logic just flew out the window. We didn't live in, we lived across the country from each other. There were like, there was just, there was nothing logical about it. I mean, you know, she picked up and moved here and we lived off of my piddly salary, drove around my broken down car until she could find a job. She moved out. Like we had only spent two days together in person. I mean, there was nothing logical about it. Like I would not go about dating if I were single in that manner today. But back in my twenties, it was just crazy love. It was, it was like, we will do anything for love. She quit her job. Yeah. And we, you know, I mean, I wouldn't date anyone if I didn't have that feeling. I wouldn't date anyone. I wouldn't go forward with them even to date two if I didn't have that feeling. <laughs> and I know. So you've had I that feeling right with away. every single person that overwhelming. I can't, I would I, quit I, my I job. I do not want to answer would... that question, but <laughs> I did move from, I moved from Seattle to Wyoming for one. I moved from Wyoming to North Carolina for another. I'm not saying that that's going to end up keeping the relationship together because clearly in my case it didn't, but I would not even date someone if I did not have that feeling. That's how, okay. as a lawyer, I'm going to answer that question. As a lawyer. And okay. Well, at least you're I, not pleading the fifth. So, and I still want, and I think I've found that twenties, that crazy thing again. <laughs> so, well, lean into I wouldn't, it I wouldn't like, even you know? go forward. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I don't feel that, if I don't have that, like, I'm not doing it. I'm just not going to do it. Like I have to have explosions in the sky, in my eyes and my mind. Like, but, but you've had that with everybody. Like, I'm like, okay, people get upset. Then they think, oh, you're, you're not really into me because you have that with, you know, and out of the, this is what I say. I've met thousands and thousands of women, right? I've met, I mean, not like I haven't dated them, but I've met them. I've, I'm <laughs> a person who, who really gets out there, right? <laughs> Like I get out there, I'm like new friends every two days, like whatever I'll, I want to be in the world and engaging and connecting with people. But that super connection is like huge, right? Like it's like, I need that to proceed forward with anybody. Okay. So that, so what does falling in love then feel like for you? Well, it feels like the greatest drug that ever was invented. Okay. It feels like it feels it is, it is euphoric. It's okay. euphoria. If I don't have euphoria, I'm not going forward. And like, and, and some sleep deprivation from staying up and talking all night. Well, that's just a sad, that's an ad benefit. <laughs> and it doesn't even, the sleep deprivation doesn't bother me unless I'm supposed to be like driving somewhere. But um thank you. I played pickleball in three hours of sleep the other night. But that's the thing. Like I need that because that's what I want. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Now I have found it several times and it didn't, it wasn't the right fit as far as like the rest, you know, the compatibility, but that's also hard to say because I I've been in two, eight year relationships, one, five year relationship, you know, I've been in long-term relationships uh-huh. with people who I still have um deep connections with, like in the one, you know, that I was with for five years, we, I went back and hang to hang out with her. And it was clear to me once I got there, why we had broken up. Right. Um, uh-huh. it just, we weren't compatible, but then last night she was on a long, long drive and I was calling her and talking to her and checking in with her. And she sent me a message saying, thanks so much for worrying about me and heart emoji. So like, here's my thing. I had that with that person, but 
that was a long time ago. And then it, it morphed, it changed. And was mm-hmm. it all the things that happened between us, you know, did that change it? So that then when I went to see her again and hang out with her, I did, none of those feelings existed, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and yeah. I think, you know, I don't even know. I referenced that movie, the notebook, but I'm not even sure I've seen it. Isn't it like about people from world war two or something? That like it's the course together. of their lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Well, watch it. It's very good. And then they get Alzheimer's and they're in a boat at the end or something. In a boat. I don't remember the boat. But anyways, watch it. Watch. It's very good. It's it's like love, the love that lasts. It's like the setup for everybody to be sad. And that's my point. Like, yes, I've had those feelings. It, it freaks people out. Like, oh my god, you fall in love with everybody, which is not true because I barely have dated anybody, given like all of my dealings with people and how many people I've met and all that. So I think that that, that for me, that's necessary. And then that can translate later into deep friendship. Well, yeah, you've been able to do that with many of your exes is transition them into close friendships. I don't, yeah. And all my relationships are passionate throughout the entire relationship. Now, is it always a love passion or is it (laughs) like a passion for, you know, there's a lot of like, there's always a lot of emotion attached to whatever I do. How about mm-hmm. we say it that way? And, and a lot yeah. of people don't like that. Right. So like somebody I was with for eight years, much more logical, much more, you know, different kind of brain that did not work for her. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my living large, my, you know, being the way that I am just did not work for her. And so mm-hmm. did that kill like a love passion? Did that's what made us, you know, split up? It's, it's really hard, you know, cause we talk about communicating a lot and like keeping like connected to the person you're with. And that does become hard when you've got a lot going on, when you've, you know, got family issues, when you, you move all that stuff, right. Um, change careers, things like that. And, um, I don't know. Yes. I've had that a lot. Yeah. And yet. That's what I look for, you know, can I, can I talk about my most recent experiences? Are we there yet? Are we at that point where you're bursting at the seams to tell us about (laughs) your latest love affair? Yes, because, um, last week I wasn't even interested in being on the apps and within one week I met three really, really lovely people, like lovely, kind, sweet women. Right. And so one just though it just, it was beyond like I had a good connection, a really good connection. What I think most people would proceed forward in dating with all three of them, but the one it just it beyond like just out of the water 10 times what those other connections were. Okay. So what made it beyond though? Like what was, what were you feeling inside that made Well, you... I am feeling it right now and I'm or... getting texts about it. While we're okay. the... So what, what are those feelings though? Because you know, you could, it's like my, also... I feel like my entire, like I'm just, the only thing that bums me out now is having to work and get, you know, distracted, but it's like, it's like, yeah, if you were to make me into a cartoon right now, I'd be that thing, you know, with a Pepe Le Pew with my heart, like beating out of my chest, my eyes bugging out. And then like, like, um, what do you call that? Like fireworks coming out of like, it's like you'd see them coming out of my mind. Like my mind is on fire. Like 
I think to, to like that person. So the one out of the three, she made my mind like explode, like just it's so stimulating mentally and emotionally that it just blew everybody out of the water. And I know from regular experience that those other two would make great relationships also, but this is like, just, it is euphoric. Wow. All right. We're going to have to keep tracking this through, through, <laughs> well, we can through episodes. the seasons. Yeah. Right? Just update. all the seasons we'll do, we'll do a little update. And, um, well, and I, and that's the thing is like, I know I like, I, the universe did clear the deck of those other people for a reason. Um, and like one, and I've kept those people as friends, you know, one that, um, it's interesting. We were very interesting in each other, but we're very far away from each other. And so we both at the same time felt the desire or that we needed to transition. But she had said, you know, I think we need to say goodbye. She happened to be in Germany. And I was like, Hey, I was going to send you the same message. Look, I met somebody and I'd really love to stay friends. And she's like, Oh my God, that'd be great. And so now she's telling me she met a lady, you know, near in her favorite town near where she lives. And so I'm like, that is so awesome. Right. So I know that that could be a great relationship. Like even transitioning friends, it's like great. But what I have now with the other person is it's like mind expanding universe. Like I feel like I'm on like a spaceship, you know, like going to the greatest place in the universe. That's how I feel. So, I mean, have this awesome. Have you, have you, you felt like this before with other people? Or is I, this, is this different? similar? I've felt similar, but I think that this is like, this is beyond, this is beyond anything I've ever felt for anybody. Really? That's a bold mm-hmm. statement. Yeah, All right. I oh know. my goodness. I mean, we did spend seven hours on the phone the other day, five of it in one, con- one contiguous time where I thought five minutes had passed. Wow. wow. And then two hours later. So seven hours in one day. And it was like, I didn't even notice that time passing. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. I become. And like with people that I have, other people I've fallen in love with, there may not be that same compatibility and that desire for that level of connection or the things. But I think, you know, now we're both over 50 we both have very similar histories, work and stuff like that, like seeing the things we've seen and like don't have time to waste. So we're not like holding back, you know, but I also think like we talked about this this morning is like, why was this time wasted over here with this person that maybe you weren't as compatible with? And then you find, we find each other and we're super compatible. And I feel like just like I posted about you on Facebook yesterday, you asked me to stay here for six months after a breakup and just settle down. And that was 18 months ago. And I'm still here. And I'm still like, it's been a real place of like healing and resetting and actually learning to, as I've talked about before, love myself. And that's why I feel like because I love myself, because I love my life so much, I I found somebody like that. Wow. And I, I manifested the things that I wanted and they appeared uh-huh. and they're all in that tiny, adorable, little, cute, cherubic package. 
Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right. This is so, you know, it's so funny because we were talking about doing this episode. This was way before you even met this person. So it's almost like, like if anything, I think you, you worst case scenario, you simply manifested her for this episode. Just so we have, just, we have something not, to talk about. Not, there'll be no worst case scenario, but okay. that's the thing. I, here's the thing. I can take all of these feelings and this energy and all of this. And now, because I have a therapist, I have a coach who's our uh, former astrology um, guest, Bethany, and I have, um, you know, like supports and friends that I'm not going to mess this up. Like I will not mess this up. I won't. I would be an idiot. If I mess this up. So that's the mature part, right? I still get to ha- mm-hmm. get that, what I need, the the love and the feeling. And then are we compatible? And that was part of our five-hour talk, you know, was trying to figure out if there were areas where we weren't, or if there were going to be things mm-hmm. that were deal breakers, you know? Yeah, well, I'm going to be excited to follow along. I mean, I know that we're not necessarily recording it uh, as like a reality show, although it could be really interesting. Um, but I will get my reality show almost every day when we go hiking or walking. Um, um hear, yeah, you're going to get your reality goes. show when we go out this weekend. So, I know I'm going to yeah. see it all come, come <laughs> to fruition. So, um, well, I think, you know, it's been probably really cool for our listeners to hear a little bit about our backstories and our current stories, right? Like you're in a state of this bliss right now. Whereas, you know, I'm, I'm in love with somebody, um, but we're two years in, right. And so it's the, it changes, right. And we, we've talked about that on the, on the, the podcast is how, you know, that changes a little bit. You don't, you're not any less in love, but it becomes kind of like a mature stable as opposed to the, 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 the limerence and stuff. But you're, you guys are both like that too, though, right? Like, and observing you, do you want an outsider's observation? Oh is gosh, that do I want you, this? <laughs> you really love this person and yes. they really love you. I mean, she really loves you. And it's interesting to watch because you are more, oh, I have to, is this what I'm feeling? Should I put in my chart? And I don't know. I need to like figure out if like this could be this thing. And I've watched as this has deepened and with every kind of like growth thing that you do, both of you, it's actually made your relationship deeper and better. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually, you know, pleased to see that. But you and yeah. I, we follow just a different way. And you look at me like I'm insane. And the way that I like, I mean, I literally could just like go outside and start skipping right now. I could probably. And you should, you should. Don't you know? let anybody trip you up in that. You should go <laughs> skipping. And, you know, I have done that before. I, I remember the person, like I said, that we, you know, she moved from across the country and we had a relationship for like over a decade. And I remember when, before she had moved, I would be, we'd be up all night, you know, on the phone and like, you hang up, no, you hang up, no, you hang up. And then like, I was riding my bike to work and like whistling. I mean, I was like literally out of like a 1950s TV show. And, um, and so Twitter, I, Twitter pated. I learned that I word this morning. Twitter pated. I was <laughs> Twitter pated. And so I've, you know, I've had those feelings and I had those feelings at the beginning of the relationship that I'm in. You remember I used to call you, um, whenever I had a date set up with her and I would call you or text you and I'd be like, eight hours and 42 minutes until I get to see her. And I did that for like the whole first year. It was like, I can't wait to see her four days and three hours and six minutes. And it was like, Oh my God, have you lost your mind? And I was like, no, I'm just really excited to see her. And that's how it showed up in this relationship. Like every relationship that excitement has shown up 
really differently. And for that, right. it was just like, I kept counting down the days. Um, I mean, she was recently gone and for like two weeks. And I remember it was like, you know, how many more nights do we have? Until but you we weren't like together? a tortured teenager either, no, right? So God, it's, because that was saying. so like, hard. Right. It was, it was, You're that still was... able to have this deep love that I'm actually yes. seeing and not act like a, you know, I, the person that I'm dating is in a different city, like 500 miles away. So I'm glad that I've gotten to this mature point because it's okay to not be together every day or every second, you know, and it's okay if the other person has some things that they need to tie up and I don't know what's going to happen down the road. Right. But like, I don't feel that torture anymore that I would have felt when you're younger. Right. I mean, you have the torture of being young and then double that up with the fact that, you know, trying to be in the closet or be in environments that were not supportive of being out. I mean, there, there's a lot going on there. You're like, and then you're also just not developmentally there yet. I mean, you're not, you know, you don't even really fully develop your brain and, and your mature emotions until your mid twenties. And so here, you know, we are at a younger age trying to deal with our own human development, trying to deal with being in the closet, trying to deal with first love. I mean, all of that is super confusing. It's intense. Um, but we can learn from it and we can move forward and say, okay, the good things I want from it is the bliss, the skipping around the neighborhood. What I don't want from it is the codependency and the feelings of self, like lack of self-worth if this person rejects me. And, and it's hard to let go of those things. Um, I mean, I've carried them with me for so long until I was able to process through some of that stuff. Right. Well, but I think that's what I'm saying. It's also like, we can say we're not as, as I'm not as like, oh, I must have this. I must have, you know, it must be this way. Like we must be together every second or I'm going to die feeling, you know what I mean? Like I can have the euphoric feeling. I can have all of the contact, but I don't need what I needed when I was younger, you know? Right. Well, and, and part of that is like what you were talking about earlier is we fill our own buckets now um, right. in ways that we didn't even know how to do um, when we were younger. And so looking around for external people to fill our buckets to validate us and to make us feel good and we thought that those people were the ice cream in our ice cream sunday vegan ice cream sunday but now we know they're the cherry on top exactly exactly and, it and takes that's a long where time they need to stay, stay no matter how much you yeah. love them because yes you have to love yourself enough not to give up your life for anybody you know Yes. And it, it takes, it takes that hard heartache and that hardship at the early years of your developmental stages for those who've experienced it just to go through and figure out what that even looks like. Um, if I had to do that whole situation all over again at my age, it would be very, very different. My first love would look incredibly different. Um, but that's because I know what I know now. And maybe in some ways, you know, we say that, that we look at that as a good thing, right? Like, well, I'm older and I'm wiser, but there was also something really innocent and exciting and invigorating about experiencing what I did when I didn't have all of the, the jadedness or the enlightenment, whatever you want to call right. it, the life experience. There was something really kind of cool about going through that then because I had my inhibitions were really different and I got to experience something that I probably will never experience again, only because I, I don't think I have, I don't think I could sustain that. It was so intense but it's also the fear of getting hurt. We've talked about that before is if you're going to invest in someone, you kind of need to go all in, but you know that if you go all in, you could mm-hmm. be hurt. Yeah. Like really hurt. So you got to, and you're like, oh, let me reserve some of this because I remember, you know, I've been hurt before. 
Right. 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 And we, even if we do that, like not consciously, right. We right. put the, put a little bit of guardrails up because of life experience. And, right. um, so yeah, it's, it's such an interesting situation, how the way that we fall in love in some cases for you has looked the same for many people over the years. And for me, it's really, it really shows up differently depending on how old I've been or who it's been with. Um, and so it, it is, I guess there's just really the moral of the story is there's no real one right way to fall in love. Just as long as it feels authentic to you, you know, and to do it your way. So go skip, Tracy. Go skip. I'll come over and skip with you. I'm so excited. I'll skip. With I know you. you will tomorrow. I'm going to text right now and then. <laughs> and the, okay. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for this. Um, wonderful conversation. I do look forward to the follow-up. So yes. and I'm sure that our, our listeners, this is, little, you know, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, what's the next episode? What are yeah. we going to find out? So here we'll it's leave, unfolding in real time. We'll leave, yeah, we'll leave everybody on a cliffhanger, right? Yeah. Uh, and, so and yeah. I just want everyone to know that I didn't think that this would happen again. Like I was really, we had, you know, in the season, Carol on and she said, you know, you and I, Tracy, we're single and we're okay with that. And I was like, whoa, whoa, I don't know. I'm really happy. I didn't say I wasn't ever going to date again. And then I was like, up until last Wednesday, I'm like, I am just, my life is so happy and full and complete. I don't need to date. And then something made me get online. And then I met literally as an incredible connection. So you just don't know. And you You can't be bitter and you got to just open yourself up to the possibilities that the universe has for you. Exactly. Just live it up. Awesome. Now someone help me get a different job. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) Well, good. You can go skip around for now and at least be elated about this. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the awesome conversation and always talking about some of the coolest stuff that we get to talk about and our listeners who hang with us and enjoy it. And hopefully you all get something out of this. I know for me, I'm getting a lot out of it. And um, so until we chat again, go out there and rock those relationships. If you liked what you heard, check out our show notes for resources from today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Rock That Relationship and go to our website at rockthatrelationship.com for updated episodes and more great information. Thanks for listening. Now go rock those relationships. 